Welcome to the Color and Chaos Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. It's truly an honor to be able to come with you every week, um, whether it be on iTunes, on YouTube, on the Google Play Music Store, no matter where you're getting your podcast or where you're watching this. Thank you so much for being a part of this. My hope and my prayer, I say this every week, it's almost like a broken record, um, but every week my, my prayer and my hope is that this will find you in a real and relevant place. That no matter what you're going through, you may know, you may know, not just know with a head knowledge, but with a heart knowledge, that there truly is a color, even in the worst chaos that we may go through in our life. So thank you so much for being a part of this. Um, I, I, I'm looking forward to what the Lord's going to do with this. The, the, the thing about color and chaos that's very near to my heart is that, um, and, and I know I've shared this before, is that I know the moments that I've been able to grow in my relationship with my Creator has been the moments of surrender. I might have the best laid plans, and you may have the best laid plans. And what's so frustrating in this life is when we have the best laid plans and they all just fall to pieces. And we did everything we could to make sure that those best laid plans worked out the way that we wanted it and that we planned it to go. And see, it's the moments where we expect one thing and then we get another thing where we start to realize, wait a minute, There's so much that I can't control, that I truly am not the master of my ship that I thought. And I know in my life, it's those moments of realizing that, like, I don't have it all together. And and I can try my hardest, and I'm never going to be perfect. It, It was those moments where I realized that even the desire to be perfect or the desire to, um, you know, be in control, I, I started to think about it, uh, of the fact that that had to come from somewhere, that that desire, the aspiration to be something that we're not had to come from somewhere. And so it points to one or two things. And and I know in my life, it's, it's always pointing back to a cre- creator. But when you look at a creator, you know that there is a purpose, that, that this creator has a plan and a purpose. And a creator doesn't create without a plan or a purpose. A good creator definitely, for sure, will not create without a plan and a purpose. And the thing about Color and Chaos to me um, is that I know it's in those moments when I've realized I don't have it all together is when I called to my creator the most, it was the moments that I was on my knees and I was I, I had nothing else I can do. It was those moments when I called upon um, just the fact of, Lord, if you are who you say you are, that if we do have a creator, that you have created me with a purpose, that there is something I can hold on to, there's something tangible there. And if you created me with a purpose, that means that you, as a creator of purpose, then then you yourself, you you exist. You're not just a figment of our imagination. You're not just a coping mechanism. You're not just a security blanket when things get rough, but that you truly you created us, so therefore everything that we are and everything good and noble and pure, everything that we are, apart from our brokenness and our and our, our and our mess ups, you are so much more than anything I am. I was thinking about um as I was thinking about what to talk about this week, um, I was going through some of my old journals and um for me, I gave my life to the Lord. I I I surrendered myself like I kind of talked about earlier. I surrendered myself saying, Lord, take my life. I am done. I'm done trying to do this on my own. I, I did that in 2011, and I was uh, going into senior year of high school. If you've watched um, these episodes before, I have a series called Patchwork. 
Um, if you're on YouTube, you can just go to the playlist tab on the channel and you'll be able to um, to, to watch each episode of Patchwork. Um, if you're listening to this on iTunes, you can just scroll down. If you go into um, all of the um, all the episodes, you'll be able to scroll down and see Patchwork. I think there's about five or six episodes. But um, uh, Patchwork was a um, was basically me telling my story of from child uh, child um, childhood to now. And if you watch that or listen to that series, then you know that I gave my life to the Lord in 2011, and I was going into the senior year of high school. And um, this ministry, um, the Color and Chaos, uh, started in 2012. And I was reading my journal recently, and um, I saw this. Uh, I, I saw this uh, this entry that I wrote down, and this was in, uh, in in 2012. But I wrote down this. I said this: Jesus, sit between me and my burdens. Again, Jesus, sit between me and my burdens. Now, honestly, I, I can't really remember right now what I was going through as I wrote this. But as I was reading this again, I had this. I had this visualization that came to my mind. And I felt, I felt led to talk about that today here. But you remember back when you were in school, um, it was pretty much, yeah, when you're in school or, or if you observe kids, you'll, you'll notice this. There, there was always that person in school that would always cause trouble, right? It was always that one guy or girl that just did not know when to stop. And they would always antagonize or, or try to get the attention of the class, and I remember many times that the teacher would take that student and try to separate that student from being a distraction to others. But when that student has another student that is, that is causing ruckus and they're, they're both getting into it or, or they're both um, getting, um, you know, playing off of one another. I, I remember uh, so many times that a teacher would place somebody in the middle of those students in order for them not to have as much contact and for them not to be able to, uh, you know, kind of feed off one another. And so the teacher would get somebody to sit in between the, 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 the people that were causing the issues. And I was thinking as I was, as I was reading over this post that I wrote saying, Jesus, sit between me and my burdens. Uh, it came to my mind uh, many verses in the Bible where basically the Lord calls us to accept for being in the fellowship, being in the presence of our burdens and allowing the burdens to antagonize us and to, to overtake us and to just overwhelm us. And in those moments, it's, it's almost like Jesus is saying, look, no, 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 except for you allowing your burdens to be so close to you, I want, I want you to almost pull up a seat and except for focusing on your burdens, focus on me. Let me sit between you and your burdens. And as I was thinking about that, I, I thought about many verses that I wanted to share with you today. And, and I don't know what you're going through. I don't know if you're going through the best of times, the worst of times. You might be going through some of the worst pain of your life right now. You might be having a moment in your life right now that, that you, you, you're, you're, you don't even really know who you are. You're struggling with identity. You're struggling with a purpose. You're, you're struggling with a confidence. No matter where you're at right now, my prayer is that these verses would not only just give you a temporary relief, but it will point you point you towards everlasting truth that is found in the Lord Jesus Christ. 
that we have a God who made himself known to us in order for us to know him and to surrender to him. And so my hope is that as I read these verses, that no matter what you're going through, that that we would start to uh, not let our burdens be what we are focusing on, but instead say, no, 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 this life is not the end all be all. But instead, my circumstances that I'm going through right now is an opportunity for me to know truly what matters and what matters the most as my creator, savior, and sustainer. So I want to read this. This is 1 Peter 5, 7. I'm just going to kind of rapid fire some of these verses and then share some thoughts on it. Give all your worries and cares to God for he cares for you. Another translation says, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. The next verse, 1 Peter 5, 8 says this, be sober minded and alert. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. Another verse is this, Psalms 55, 22. And this is what it says in the NLT. It says, give your burdens to the Lord and he will take care of you. He will not permit the godly to slip and fall. Another translation in the NIV says this, cast your cares on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never let the righteous be shaken. And as I was thinking about this, I I know there was many times in my life where I was going through a burden and I called upon the Lord. I said, Lord, I am going through a, a, a heartache and I'm going through a hurt. And Lord, I want you to just take this away from me. And I want, I, I don't want to ever think about this or de- deal with this again. And I know there's many, many, many times in my life that I've done that. And it seems like the, the burden still remains. Can you relate with that at all? Is there any, has there ever been a moment in your life where you, you've said, wait a minute, I know what this verse says. It says, give your burdens to the Lord and he will take care of you. He will not permit the godly to slip and fall. But, you know, sometimes, you know, you might be saying, Jonah, there's times where I give things to the Lord, but I, I feel like it's still there. What's, what's really important for us to realize, especially in this verse, that is saying that he will take care of you. The way that the Lord takes care of us is so often not the way that we may expect him to take care of us. So the, the, the moments that we are trying to get him to take care of us sometimes is just to get rid of the problem. Throw away this problem, Lord. It's almost like what we, what we talked about at the very beginning, that you know, so often it's the painful times of our life that we try everything, everything, everything. We try everything to run away from those uncomfortable situations. We just want the situation to be different. But instead, we have a creator that doesn't doesn't focus primarily on the situation, but he focuses more on our heart through the situation. Because reality is, like Jesus said in the scripture, he says, you know, take heart that through this life you will face many troubles, but take heart. I have overcome the world. So even Jesus himself, he was crucified on our behalf. Jesus faced hardships. He faced difficulties. He faced the brokenness of this world head on. He faced your brokenness and my brokenness on the cross. And Jesus never once removed himself from the situation, but instead he endured the situation because through the situation, there was such a color there that if we only would have known that when when he died on, on the cross, he died for us. It was us on the cross, but he took that punishment so that we would not have to take that punishment of our sin and death. But instead, when we surrendered to him, that 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 all of a sudden now it's it's him who has paid the price for our sins but we don't have to pay that price anymore but we can find our identity we can surrender ourselves to him so when the, when the lord looks down on us he doesn't just see our sin anymore but he sees his son on the cross that paid for your sin see jesus modeled not running away from the burdens 
But but even Jesus, right before he was he he was given over to be crucified, he was praying in the garden, and he says this in Luke twenty two, forty two. He says this, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me. Yet not my will, but your will. We have a creator, savior, and sustainer that even unto death, he modeled the fact of saying, no, 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 Lord, I ultimately, even though I would love to get away from this situation, remember, he was 100% everything that we were. Even though he is God, he is 100% man. And he, he experienced everything that you and I experienced of wanting to get away from situations. Nobody wants the pain and discomfort of situations and, and heartaches. And Jesus himself, he didn't want it. He said, Lord, take this away from me. I don't want anything to do with this. I want to get away from this. This hurts. And also in the, in the Bible, it talks about he, him being so just overwhelmed that, he, that, that his sweat was like drips of bl- blood coming out. So his sweat and his body was, was his, his, the stress was so much to bear. And he can relate with you that maybe right now you're saying, Lord, I'm casting my anxieties upon you. I'm casting my burdens like in 1 Peter 5, 7 and in Psalms 55, 22. I'm giving my burdens to you and you say you'll take care of me, but you are not taking care of me because it's still here. But instead we can look to our Savior, Creator, and Sustainer and we can say, no, it's not removing us from the situation that is truly going to deliver us. It's delivering our hearts from placing our identity or our worth or our or, 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 or rest in the situation situation. See, it's not the circumstance that we should be trying to run away from. It should be realizing that we are broken in the pits of our being. And even if we had every situation okay in our life, our hearts would be prone to wander away from what truly matters, which is our creator, savior, and sustainer. And sometimes it's the hardships in our life that helps us realize really what we are anchored into. See, when, when you're living your life for, for Jesus, when you've surrendered your life to Christ, your anchor should no longer be in the things of this world, but it should be in him. So no matter what happens in this world, no matter what troubles you go through, like Jesus said, you can, what, take heart. You take heart when your identity is found in Christ that you can take heart that no matter the storms, no matter the death or the chaos or the hurt or the pain or the grief or the mourning that we have to go through here in this world, that we know that our ship is secure. Why? Because it is found on a solid rock of Christ. And he overcame the grave. Therefore, he over he helps us overcome our situation, not through being delivered from the situation, but being found in the deliverer. Jesus is our deliverer. No matter what we go through, we can cast our cares upon him. Why? Because we can rest that he will take care of us. He, he, he can't not take care of us. He is our daddy. He is our creator. He loves us. He is with us. But he cares more about your heart and my heart than any comfort that this world can bring us. Because he knows that this is not our home. When you are a mother or a father, you know that your child is not going to stay in the cradle and you are preparing that child to leave the cradle. And there's moments when that child wants to stay in the cradle because that's all that the child knows. And as you're trying to wean them off of the cradle and, and, and place them into a, a regular bed, Sometimes that child would fight and resist. Why? Because he doesn't know anything else. This, this bed is foreign to him. This concept of resting in a bed, apart from these bars, is foreign to him. 
Likewise, it's the exact same thing with us that, that, that we have a God that loves us so much. He tries to take us out of the cradles of this life that we so easily fall trapped into. He takes us out of those cradles and he, and, he, and, he, and he wants to place us, place us in where we can rest. And he makes us lay down. He makes us rest. He makes us lay down near still waters. He makes me lay down my head. And it's in those moments where, where he's trying to take us to something better. He's trying to show us something bigger and better and the bigger picture than anything this world, anything this world can tell us. That, that this is the reason why we're here. He knows why we're here. He knows why he made us. He knows everything that we are longing for in our hearts. And he knows how he can feel it. And it's himself. We have a creator, savior, and sustainer that wants to take us out of the cradles of our life and place us into beds so we can rest in him, not rest in our circumstances, not rest in earthly comfort, not rest in earthly security. Because the reality of it is, is that we have an enemy that can easily throw anything at us to take away anything. Why? Because he's, as the Bible says, he's the prince of this world. He may have this world, but he does not have your heart and he does not have your identity. And, 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 and that is something that he can never take away. He can never take away what Christ has done on the cross. He can never take away the victory of Christ raising from the dead. And now death has no hold of you, has no hold of me. That is something that we can rest in. We can cast our cares knowing ultimately, Lord, this will not be the death of me. Why? Because in you is life. And when I'm in you, I will never die. You are streams of living water. And when I find myself and my comfort and my security and my worth and my identity in you, then I know I'm always nourished. I know no matter what happens, that, that the, the faith that you have given me, the faith that I am holding on to, like a child holding on to the dad or the mom that the child needs so bad, that just like a child holding on to that, we can rest knowing, Daddy, you know us. You know us and everything is going to be okay. Another verse is this, Psalms 37, 5. In this, the, the psalmist says this. He says, delight yourself in the Lord. In, in verse four, the previous verse, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Verse five, commit your way to the Lord, trust in him and he will do it. The thing about this is that we, it says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. We know that ultimately, even the things that we think that we want here in this life is a deeper need and a deeper um, longing than anything that the things that we want can satisfy. For example, if the desire of my heart is to be able to be secure and to have a uh, maybe a, a, a future for my uh, one day wife or or to have security for my one day kids or or to be able to um, have things that can be able to help me rest whatever it is that I'm desiring maybe it's desiring stuff that is so shallow that will be outdated by the next year no matter what I'm desiring we have to ask ourselves wait a minute ultimately except for except for saying I'm desiring X Y and Z why am I desiring what is the what is the root of the desire that I'm having? When we take those roots of what we desire, we know ultimately that we have a creator, savior, and sustainer that will fulfill the roots of those desires. When we stop trying to reach for the things of this world to fill it, but instead look to him and trust him with a childlike faith that Lord, you will give me the desires of my heart, not in the ways that I may expect, not in the, the items that maybe I am even looking for or the, or the things that I think will fill it, 
But in reality, you know what is best for me. You know what will grow me. You know what will help me be more dependent on you. And ultimately, I am going to surrender to you and to, and, and, and submit myself to your leadership. Lord, I am going to commit my way to you, trusting in you and knowing that you will fulfill and, and, and dissatisfy those desires of my heart. Matthew 6.25, Jesus also says this. He says this, and actually in uh, Matthew 6.26, he says this, Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? There's a song that I like. It's, it's like an old traditional song, um, but it talks about his eyes are on the sparrow. His eyes are on the sparrow. And, and there's, there's a refrain, and in that refrain it says, And I know you are watching me. His eyes are on the sparrow, and I know you are watching me. And, and I always was confused by that, that traditional song. But as I, as I was reading the word, especially looking at this verse, verse, he's saying, look, you look at the birds of the air. They're taken care of. They, they have exactly what they need. They don't, have to, they don't have to be anxious over anything. If anything, birds can get annoying because they, they're waking us up in the morning singing this song that, that, that sometimes we rather them not sing because we're just like, oh, you know, I got to get through this. But you look at the birds, they don't have a care in the world. They're just doing what they know and they know that what they are looking for will be there. And, 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 and Jesus is using this as an example saying, look, look at the birds and how they are taken care of. How much more will I take care of you? Likewise, no matter what your burdens are, we can invite the Lord to sit in between the, the, the burdens and allow him to sit in between the burdens. He wants to sit in between you and your burdens. Why? Because he cares for you. How much more does he want to take care of you? How much more does he care about your heart than you care about your own? How much more does he care about your, 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 your heart than maybe even we care? And we can invite him to sit in between our burdens. And we can say, no, 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 no longer am I going to live my day just struggling with anxiety and worry and confusion and this chaotic, just chaotic, just situations in my life. But instead, no, 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 Lord, I'm going to focus on you. And I'm going to say, you know what, Lord, you sit between me and what's antagonizing me because I'm not going to let this have dominion over me no longer. And I know that it's not by my own strength that I will not look to this burden anymore. But I know it's when I look to you that everything else like that, like that. That old, that old, that old hymn that, you know, turn your eyes upon Jesus in, in that hymn, it says, you know, and the things of this world will grow strangely dim, strangely dim in the light of, of your glory and your grace. That it, when we look to Christ, everything else will fo just go strangely dim. And we say, you know what, Lord, you're in between me and my burden. That burden does not have dominion over me no longer. No longer. You are in between me and my burden, and I'm surrendering to you. Another verse, as we're wrapping up here, another verse that I wanted to go over was Matthew 6, 33. And, and this is what Jesus says. It's right after the, the what I just read earlier. I just kind of skipped ahead a little bit. And Jesus says this, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added until you. And let me say that again. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. And he's, so we have, a, we, we have Jesus who's saying, seek first me and my will. And you can rest assured that everything that you want in your will, you don't even have to worry about it. 
I, I know, I know what truly is those roots. And I got you, I got you. I love you, I care for you. I care for you more than anything this world can offer. Even the birds and the trees and the mountains and the streams. I care so much more about you than any, anything that I've created. I care about you. And I know when you seek me first, oh, I know you'll find what you're looking for because I know that you are looking for me. You were looking for me. We are looking for Christ. I had this moment the other day, and I'll end with this. I had this moment the other day. Um, I was just praying about um, some upcoming decisions in my life and, and some big decisions in my life. And, and I had this moment where I was just trying to think of and trying to plan out things and, and just trying to, you know, just, you, you know how it is. Like when you're, when you're, when you're trying to make sure that you're doing things right, you're, you, you just start to like, you know, have this like plan laid out. And I had this moment the other day where I just sat down and I was listening to this song, and this this is a song. the The song that I was listening to was a song that um, I remember um, listening to, and the Lord speaking through even before I was a follower of Him. And I was sitting there, and I was looking around my apartment, kind of like you know, right now, you know, I'm in my, in my in my room right now. But I remember just looking around and just and just having a moment of surrender, saying, "You know what, Lord, I want you. I want what you want. I want what you want, Lord. I." There is no reason for me to be anxious. There is no reason for me to try to control how things are going to go or, or want things to go a certain way. But in reality, Lord, I know that you care for me. It was almost like these verses of, you know, cast your anxieties on him because he cares for you. It was almost like these verses in that moment just hit me and the spirit of God brought it back to my mind. And I had this moment of surrender by the grace of God just saying, Lord, I'm not going to let these burdens just be this dark cloud over me anymore. Because I can rest assured, Lord, that you got me. You got me. I can rest in that. That's something that's tangible. My, my anxieties are not tangible. But, but, but rest? Oh, you can feel rest. You can feel rest. You can hold on to rest. And I know that the, the, the biggest times of rest in my life has been the moments of surrender. And I want to invite you into that process as well. What are the burdens at right now that maybe you need to invite the Lord to sit in between you and them? What, what's antagonizing you today that, that you're saying, you know what, I, I've, I've been letting this have dominion over me and I, I just want, Lord, I need you to sit in between. And if anything, I know that, that, that those burdens will, will flee in the name of Jesus. And Lord, no matter what happens, no matter if I have to go through this situ- situation or circumstance for, for years or all my life, even if I have to go through this pain and this hurt, no matter what it is, Lord, I know that you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. And if you were victorious through the grave and on the cross, you took away my sin, Lord, I can trust in that from yesterday. I can trust that today you will take care of me. Today, you are the same living, breathing creator, savior, and sustainer that was of yesterday's of today. May we look towards the faithfulness that he has shown us in the past. May we allow that to sustain us through the present as we look onto the future. That ultimately, may we surrender ourselves to say, Lord, I don't know what you are doing or how this all will play out. But Lord, I want you to lead me. I want, to, I want you to lead me. I want to be anchored in you. What are the burdens right now that maybe are taking forefront in your thoughts and your mind? May we let them go. 
May we, may we ask in the name of Jesus, Jesus, will you take away, will you take away our, our priority and our obsession with these burdens and instead just help us be obsessed with wanting to, to be more like you and to follow in your footsteps and to be in surrender and, and, and rest in the fact that you are making us and renewing us as the word says day by day by day. May we rest in the one who cares for us. May we not be anxious for anything, but as Philippians says, be, be with everything, be in prayer and petitions. Just bring our requests to God, Philippians 4, 6. May we be anxious for nothing. May we allow Jesus today, our creator, savior, and sustainer to sit between us and our burdens. May we pray. Lord God, just thank you for who you are. Thank you that you are sovereign, that you are good, that even in a broken, broken, broken world, that you know, you know this broken world, Lord, this broken world put you on a cross. Lord, you know this broken world, but even in a broken world, we can cast our cares upon you. We can rest knowing that our burdens do not have the final word, but Lord, you have the final word. And when we surrender to you, Lord, we can rest in that final word. Lord, you are restoring us and renewing us day by day by day. Lord, for the person right now that is heavy in heart, Lord, will you help them rest easy? Not rest easy in the, in the fact of taking them away from the, what, what's, what's, what's hurting them and, and heavy on them right now. But Lord, you care more about the heart than the circumstance. So Lord, be with their heart. Lord, if it is your will to take away the circumstance, then do it, Lord. And we celebrate and we praise you regardless of what happens. We praise you not for what you have done, but for who you are. When we know who you are, we know that you are the victorious deliverer. And we can praise you just for that alone. That is, that is, that is worth eternal praise, God. But we can also rest in what you have done in the sense that you have defeated the death and sin. You have defeated that for us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. We can rest in who you are and what you've done, knowing that whatever you will do in our life is only secondary to what you have done already. And we rest in you. We rest in your deliverance. We rest in your peace. We rest in your satisfaction and your, your, your just peace. Jesus, give us wisdom, give us boldness to be able to walk through every situation that we may go through. It's keeping you first and foremost in our mind and in our hearts. Lord, may we be used for your glory alone, not just for our comfort. Lord, you are not a crutch. You are a king and you are our Lord. So we surrender to you. In your name we pray and we surrender. Amen, amen, amen. You are not alone. You are not alone. No matter what you are going through, you are not alone. We have a creator, savior, sustainer that loves you so much. May we invite him to sit in between us and our burdens today. Today is the day that we can walk in deliverance. Today is the day that we can walk in freedom. So you know what, God, I praise you already for what you're about to do, no matter what happens. But you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. God bless you. Please feel free to reach out to me. Share your stories with me. Share how the Lord is, is, is growing you. Share how these podcasts has been able to be a blessing to you. Because the hope is, is that this is a community. This isn't just a, a lecture or a sermon, but this is a community. I want to know what the Lord is doing in your life. I want to know how to pray for you. 
If this has been a blessing to you, feel free to, to rate or review this on iTunes or, or to leave comments on YouTube. I, I read those comments. I read your messages that you send on Facebook or, or however you reach out to me. I, I want to be as accessible as possible, knowing that, that, that for one, we are in this together. This is not about me. This is about our creator, savior, and sustainer that loves us so much. He gave it all in order for us to know him back. Share this with somebody if this has been a blessing to you. I look forward to talking to you next week. God bless you. See you.